It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. You know, with this Wilkes thing, I feel like anybody who's like, oh my God, how could they fire him are not 49ers fans. Because most 49ers fans are like, yeah, yeah, we get it. And there's a lot of people who are just, you know, again, whether it's Twitter or, or I'm hearing stuff on whatever, TV, whatever, they're citing the numbers, right? Well, they had a top five defense and their points per game and their yards per game. And that's the same thing we did for a lot of the season where we tried to explain the problems. Away. Mm-hmm. Well, they won. Well, they only gave up 20 points. Well, they only gave up 302 yards or whatever. And we just kept explaining it away and explaining it away. While all the while it was playing, if you were really looking at it, there was something off. There was something disjointed there. Nick Bosa had said things earlier in the season where he was like, you know, he's just got to learn the way that we do things here. You could tell the defense didn't seem right. Like you said, it was the marriage between the front seven and the secondary just wasn't there. Now, fast forward a little bit into the season. After you have the debacle at the end of the half with the cover zero, when Kirk Cousins throws the touchdown at the end of the half of the Monday night game and, and Shanahan called him out. And you could think yeah, what you want about that. Threw him and, under the bus. Yeah, totally did. And people yeah. can say Kyle was should have done it. Kyle was, you know, that was classless that Kyle did it, whatever. He still did it. And right there, you if you don't see that there's a disconnect, that you don't see Kyle's not happy, I don't know what to tell you. And then there was the issue with him up in the booth. And Kyle says publicly he should come down to the field. That, again, so if your head coach is kind of calling you out twice, but the Niners got a little bit better after the bye defensively mm-hmm. and things quieted down. But then I think it was the Cardinals game. The defense didn't look right since then. And we were saying at the end of the season, there is something off here. There's something off here. If the Niners didn't make playoffs and the season ended after week 18, he would have been fired. Then you go to the divisional game. Awful first half performance. Mm-hmm. They settled down in the second half. But if the Niners hadn't pulled that game out, Wilkes would have been fired. You look at the NFC championship game embarrassing by what the yeah. it's not even El Sacco saying it it's it's the players said it embarrassing in the first half and frankly they got lucky a little bit in the second half with drop passes and Dan Campbell maybe being too aggressive and if they didn't win that game guess what he was getting fired so the only time that I could see through this entire season where he wouldn't have been getting fired is if they somehow won a title and did he do a good right. job for three and a half quarters he did he did do a very good job for three and a half quarters. And then the Chiefs fucking ate his lunch. They adjusted. He didn't. Kyle had to call a timeout. I think it was an overtime, right? Because he it did was. like the defensive call. Yeah. There was a, a third and six where Rasheed Rice caught it and got a first down and told me we were almost literally saying on the television, oh, don't run this call. Don't run this defensive call. And he goes, oh, they did it because they blitzed. Yeah. He didn't do well at the end. And it didn't, it was that way the entire season. So I'm glad that most people saw him do well for three and a half quarters. It wasn't that way for most of the year. And if you're telling me, well, he held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in the in regulation. Brian, do you know how many times the Chiefs scored 19 points or less this year? That's where nine I was nine out go, of 21 yeah. games. Yeah. And they scored 21 or less, 11 out of 21 yeah. games. And the Niners ended up giving 25 ultimately. This was not a high-powered Chiefs offense. Correct. Now, did the defense play well? Yes, they did for for a large portion of the game. But but this wasn't a Chiefs team that was scoring 30 points every game. This was a Chiefs team that probably, you know, is going to score about 20. So that is what it was. So it just didn't work out. It wasn't a good hire. Mm -hmm. It was John and Kyle admitting 
this just isn't going to work and we got to move on and they nipped it in the bud and it just it is what it is regardless of what you think of wilkes if you were paying attention it, this was going to happen somewhere along the line yeah i and and i'm not i i don't think that the defense is the reason the 49ers lost the super bowl i think i no. i genuinely believe that that this super bowl this super bowl losses is, is squarely on kyle shanahan and the offense's shoulder uh mainly because again this chief's offense wasn't very good this year like you said uh they weren't a high scoring high powered offense so all of this well he held patrick mahomes to 19 points right yeah but so many people did that this year. So many right. defenses did that this year. That's not a that's not a, a feather in his cap. That should have happened. And I think the biggest, to me, the 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 biggest indication that the the front seven was out of sorts all season is the run defense. They went from mm-hmm. under D'Amico Ryan's last year with not. Almost largely the same cast, maybe a better cast this season with the addition of Javon Hargrave and then later Randy Gregory and Chase Young. You could argue that the front seven was better this year than it was last year. And they went from, I believe, sixth to 23rd in run defense. That's a precipitous drop. And that is squarely on the shoulders of the schematic uh, designer. And that was Steve Wilkes. And, you know, Wilkes is. A, a secondary guy that is that's his bread and butter and and i have to think that whoever the 49ers do end up naming their defensive coordinator whether it be an outside hire whether it be an internal promotion um i think it's going to be somebody that is either uh known for their work with linebackers or the defensive line um i just it just feels like you know with with Sala and, and D'Amico, those were both linebackers coaches. And maybe it's not mm-hmm. even somebody with a line. Maybe it is the linebackers coach. If it's an internal hire, I assume it's Johnny Holland. If it's not, then I assume they go with somebody that either is a name that people know. Um, to me, I, I think I think the leader in the clubhouse is Brandon Staley. I, I, I put that on Twitter and I got flamed. But the one thing Florio we got to said remember, the same thing. Mike Florio said that's the talk around the league is that, it, that he's the leader in the clubhouse right now. He, and 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 yesterday when I when I was trying to figure out like who can they go after because remember we're late in the cycle too that's part of the issue mm-hmm. we're really late in the cycle there's there's not a lot of names left and you know people are throwing out like Belichick and I'm like listen the yeah, 49ers yeah, don't yeah. have the money to double the size of their team facility to fit Kyle and Bill's egos in the same room they're just not why going would to, and why I, would Belichick the greatest do that? coach. The greatest coach in the history of the NFL, at least in terms of Super Bowls. I know he's yeah. had a rough four years. Yeah. He is not going to come and be a defensive coordinator. For Kyle. Give Taylor. me. I, I, come on. Yeah. Should Kyle call him? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. But he's not like, He's and, not going to take that. It's not realistic. And maybe you bring him in as a consultant only, right? And you get some things there. I, th- that makes sense to me. Naming him the defensive coordinator doesn't make sense to me. But not only that. I don't want them bringing somebody in who is just going to leave again next season. This is the fourth defensive coordinator in five seasons for the 49ers. Now, largely that's due to their success. They're victims of their own success, but I want some consistency there. And that's where I feel like Brandon Staley is an interesting name because while he does only have one season of defensive play calling experience in the NFL, 
he had the number one scoring defense, the number one uh, defense in yards allowed, and the number three run defense in the NFL. That doesn't happen by accident. Did he have Aaron Donald? Did he have Jalen Ramsey? Absolutely. But it's not like the cupboard is bare here in San Francisco. He would inherit some studs there as well. And not only that, but you look at, you look at Steve Spagnuolo was the example that I used. Steve Spagnuolo was a disaster as a head coach, an abject disaster, but he's a really, really good defensive coordinator. And there are just some coordinator, right? And there are just some arguably one of the greatest, right? The only coordinator in NFL history with four Super Bowls titles, but some guys just can't handle being spread too thin. You know, maybe Staley's issue was that it was too difficult for him to both scheme, coordinate, and call the defense and worry about all the other head coaching shit that head coaches have to think about with game game management, game like all of it, right? If he comes in and he just gets to concentrate on the defense, that might be what he needs. And based on how much of a disaster his head coaching stint in L.A. was, I would assume he's going to need a few years at least of consistency as a coordinator before he even gets another opportunity. So to me, that's a great fit. And I've, I've heard other names. I've heard a couple of the guys on Kansas City staff, which I actually think is, is not a bad idea, right? If, if he can't beat them, join them, right? If he can't, if he can't beat Steve Spagnuolo, take one of his guys so he can coordinate your defense and you can learn more about it as well. Like I, I like that idea as well. Brendan Daly like is the learn how to block, coach. Like learn how to block it so you don't have free rushers right. coming 15 times right. a game. Yeah, that's a tough one too. Um, but I, I just think that so I, I think I, and I also think that there's that connection where Staley was McVeigh's DC, right? And you know Kyle trusts McVeigh; they're friends. Um, Brandon Staley is is a is still considered and was considered a very bright defensive mind in the NFL. Again, that doesn't just go away. Even if he struggled, even though he was the defensive play caller in San Diego, San Diego, LA, um, it, I don't, I don't think that that means that he would come in and be a disaster. And not only that, but he is also versed in multiple schematic uh, types. Right? Some people are like, well, if if you bring Staley in, then he's going to run a three four. Well, he doesn't have to run a three four. I mean, he, he did in, in LA, but he doesn't have to, and he's got, he's got experience with some of the Seattle concepts and and all of that. So, Mm -hmm. um, to me, that, to me, that's the hire that makes the most sense, but it will be interesting to see where they go. The one thing that I think you're going to see is whoever they hire is going to be around the same age, if not a little bit younger than Kyle Shanahan. I think that was another disconnect with, with Wilkes's age in terms of, of, of fit within the, the culture that Shanahan has built.